catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 128 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. What's up, crisis actors? <laughs> my name's Mary. That was completely different than the intro I thought you were about to give us. I was not going to do Creepy Ghost Girl. Maybe Now next, I need you to do Creepy Ghost time. Girl. Please do Creepy Ghost Girl. Hi, my name's Mary. Hey, save it for the super chats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will charge to get ghost, uh, Creepy Ghost Face Mary. If you want to see Ghost Face Mary, <laughs> go ahead and give us a super chat. It's <laughs> like... Ghostface Killa, but a lot but less. But so much better. Uh, I have to be honest. A lot no. more oh. threatening. <laughs> she, that, did you just hear that? I just heard uh, our guest host today. Oh, by <laughs> the way, before I, uh, I I roast you on what you just said, introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimo. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. And she's also somebody who just said that Mary's Ghostface impersonation was better than Ghostface Killa, and that's just, 110%. That's just wrong. Are you kidding me? Look at it. It's It's terrifying. It's hilarious it's everything i'd want in a ghost face impression i don't know if she's ever actually heard ghost face nope i've so, never heard yeah I, I, I don't even know who that is okay well that then that explains it <laughs> that's right why i'm 100 percent behind mary's version of whatever's okay. happening <laughs> that's that's fine i mean you're wrong but let's that's, read that's more rap lyrics yes. no absolutely not <laughs> oh my gosh dave always floats around he'll be like Thank you for that excellent content. Someone like, said Hannah Claire is Amber Heard. Oh my goodness. How could you say that? Feels like a threat. That's yes. The, uh, now I'm going to call you. We're going to change your name to Amber on the on the screen next time. Okay. Stop trying to make that happen. It's, Dave was the best one because it was so authentic. The, yeah. Well, you're now Amber Heard. So I'm going to call you A.H. from now on. Okay. That's what you're going to be called. Okay with that? That's not going to last. You know it. My I name, know. My name is complicated enough already. The, the, when people call you Hannah, I'm just going to correct them and say hannah claire i appreciate Sorry it about them it is interesting that uh, i i only say hannah i only make the hannah mistake when i'm like in passing i'm like hey hannah and then i'm like oh wait it's hey not hannah, hannah banana I, th- I feel bad because i know it's like a long name and instinctively people want to go for it but it does feel like a like an incorrect name it's to literally me. three syllables it's not that hard you no know, it's not that hard but i understand if you're moving quickly the way like if you had a friend who was christopher you might occasionally be like hey chris can you help me right but or like Joe or Joey, but like it, it feels incorrect to me. So I prefer the I prefer yeah. the full double name. It does now to me too. And now if I know anybody else named Hannah, I'm going to have to ask them what their middle name is so I can <laughs> I can figure that out. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We got uh, a very su- well, I guess it's not a surprising response, but a response from the producers of Peter Five Eight, which is the new Kevin Spacey movie coming out. Uh, and I have some thoughts about that in relation to uh, a new uh, news report about Marilyn Manson in uh, a case that was in in the courts with him we've got that we've got uh, our review for top gun maverick which is going to be the most uh rah rah pro-america thing ever i, I promise you that do you <laughs> let me ask you a question do we like do spoilers when you guys do reviews yes because yes. yeah. i've actually Always. i've never had the opportunity to do a, re- a review with you guys and we did go see the movie last night so i'm i'm psyched to like finally have my shot at this <laughs> i don't actually know how to do a movie review without spoilers it, it takes some somebody... rule we have to spoil it yes and it takes somebody far more artful and intelligent than i to also, do it without spoilers not that much happened 
it's Top Gun Maverick. Like, what's there to spoil? It's exactly what you expect it to be in, right. in the best like, way possible. <laughs> so we got that. Uh, we've got uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard news, of course, because it's drawing to a close today. Mary's got some observations from the front lines, but for the full video of that, <laughs> you'll have to check out uh, uh, the Cast Castle vlog tomorrow. But we are yes. going to talk about it a little bit. Then we got Podluck. We got a bunch of other stuff. So if you ladies are ready, we can just get right into it. Are we ready? We're ready. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So... Kevin Spacey film producers defend working with the actor after new sexual assault charges. So I was actually wondering if they were going to make any type of statement about this, but I think they kind of had to. Like, if this was just the old charges against him, uh, as uh, awful as that is, I, I feel like they might have let it. See, they might have been able to Which get away with just insane. Because, like, when you consider that one of the older uh, accusations was about a repeated grooming relationship with someone of the age of like what was 14, it 12 it was 14 one of them yep. started at 12 so it, like that's actually insane yep so so i mean if you're if you're one of these producers and your money is tied up now in this project all they can do is try to play damage control but can you imagine being these people you've got he had two movies i didn't know that he had just thought he had just one he has two movies that are mm -hmm. going that were at can looking to be sold but imagine being these producers who are like we've got a lot of money put into this project and then this New, these new charges in the UK come out just because as they're like, about what to. What were you but thinking? Yeah, the thing, yeah, that's the thing. It's not like these are new allegations. These allegations began what four or five years ago at this point. But these the, movies were created. They, they, the allegations came out. Nothing was totally settled. His reputation wasn't healed. They then continued to work with him. Yep. And now they're like, but we had a lot of money tied up in this. Like even if you don't, like, like, okay, like just so admit they, that you don't care that you're working with. Yeah. A, they selected with him. They selected him during that time. Yes. The, right? the interesting like, part to me is like, even if you're in the realm of like, look uh, here, it's innocent until proven guilty. You need to give somebody the right to their, to a fair and uh, expedient trial. Sure. Whatever. But in a world where there's like millions of actors, I'm, I'm looking at it specifically from like a business standpoint. Yeah. Is his name where it's apparently less soiled in other countries. Is it worth the financial investment to put your, you know, your money behind somebody like that when you could get any number of other actors and look for, you know, maybe you get an unknown and look for a breakout performance. You get somebody who's going to, you know, my guess is that they got him at a bargain rate, right? Yeah. Like that he's not, I think that's he's not charging Kevin Spacey money to yeah. do these roles. I think that's what it was. I think part of it is like any investment, they must have done some risk analysis and decided like they could either weather the storm or they felt like he was a strong enough draw for audiences that they would yeah. come to the movie. And they... In doing so, gambled that uh, whatever legal challenges he faced in the states would result favorably towards their press. And then, obviously, there's been more allegations since. So, like, I don't have a ton of sympathy for them if they feel like this is, like, unfair to their production. At the same time, like, I can understand that... Thanks. Thank oh. you. I can understand that they... Um, I lost my train of thought. Man, that's all. That's so distracting. That's the best part now. Yes. I, uh, I think we are going to train everybody here to not lose their train of thought when a bunch of money comes flying no. at your head. Well, that's all I was going to say was just like, I don't really like... I think it's a business decision and basically like it was a poor business decision. I yeah. think they could have gotten someone else, some B-list celebrity, someone who was maybe not... You know, it's the same thing like if you pick an actor who's not well known, yeah. you make this gamble all the time that they're not going to have anything ne com negative come out, that their other projects are going to be popular and therefore benefit your movie. And I think it was just like, I can't believe he had two movies at yep. 
out both right of now. them that, that seems like be, a weird calculation both of them seeming to be for foreign markets as we discussed yesterday where they're don't a the little plots bit more... have strange uh correlations with his actual one life of them did. Like, for sure he's one of totally them was like a, 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 it, he was a he was a background character in one of them but it was like about someone wrongly accused yeah of that was the children. other one the, like, but odd yeah so it says uh so i'm just going to go through their quotes here it says well it's an uh quote well it's unfortunate that the increased negative press is timed with kevin's returning to work it's also expected the producer said in a statement received by the hollywood reporter there are those who wish for him not to act but they are outnumbered by fans worldwide who wait who await an artist they have enjoyed for decades returning to the screen the statement continued so if they're saying that and it's not bs they must have some type of analytics that tell them that people in other countries are less squeamish about what he's done or, or maybe that the, the news, news just news never, never really made it over yeah there. that's so, probably more likely so, so they must have uh, a certain amount of uh data that you know backs up that concept i watched the trailer for peter 58 and it's really weird because it's like he's totally like aggressing uh he's like a, a an aggressor he's like it's like a hitman or something like that you see him with a sniper rifle and everything like that mm -hmm. and all his interactions are kind of like very menacing and violent and, and it's that really weirdly uh, like, correlates with his real life too yeah like, i i thought that that was interesting it says uh the news the uh the new film marks a return for spacey was effectively canceled from his acting career after facing allegations from several individuals including star trek discovery star anthony rapp we talked about that yesterday uh and uh, but they also i like how they point this out here they say spacey also came out as gay for the first time the case remains ongoing Remember when he was like, you know, I decided to live my life as a gay man. Like, at, look over there. That yeah, was the exact quote on the tweet. That's I've, exactly what. On it was. reflection, I've decided to live my life as a gay man. So it says uh, uh, now, Spacey is facing four criminal charges. Uh, uh, I just lost my train of thought. There uh, is facing four criminal charges. You can't lose your of train of thought if there's no money gun. Uh, four like new counts of yes. No, so of there's four new counts of sexual assault involving three different men between 25 and 2013 in the United Kingdom. The charges have come after a police investigation, and there. It says, uh, we talked about Rosemary Ainsley. She's the head of the CPS out there. Said the Crown prosecution reminds uh, all concerned that criminal proceedings against Mr. Depp are active and that he has a right to a fair trial. Fine. But it says you the. You said Mr. Depp. Do you mean Spacey? Did I say Mr. Depp? Mr. Spacey. Well, Mr. Depp has a right to a fair trial. We'll as get well. there later, Brett. We will. Yes. The producers of Peter 58 echoed those sentiments in their statement, noting the production has no knowledge or comment on the various swirling allegations and believe it's a matter for the courts to determine validity if it exists. Like, that is a very, very business-like tone for uh, for people that are going to have to deal with a whole right. lot of and pushback. I It's like this weird game where I know... So, like, if somehow Kevin Spacey gets cleared of all these charges and allegations, they will have gotten him at a low cost and possibly make a lot of money off of people being like, oh, we were, we were anti-Kevin Spacey, but it turns out he's okay, so now we can watch his movies. Like, they'll have worked with him in a time yeah. when he was, you know arguably probably affordable to them I, I but i again that is a weird it, it's just a gamble that i don't think i would be willing to take yeah with my exactly zero uh, experience in the film industry yes. it says they concluded with their statement by emphasizing that peter 58 is a film for fans who care more about the art than the scandal uh, it's just it's a it's a above scandal yeah above it's child molestation like how disillusioned i am i don't know how i feel about all of it. like i was watching the the because like i said i can't prove that he did or didn't do these things but i'm looking at what i think about it and i'm imagining being the people working in this movie with them and they're just like like what did, was he hired first did they come and they're like by the way you're gonna work with kevin spacey and they're like crap i signed my contract <laughs> like, no. already like 
it, do you think that I don't know. that would happen? That's it would crazy. be fascinating to find out the hiring process behind these movies. Like, did they sign on knowing that Kevin Spacey was going to be in the movie, <laughs> or did Kevin Spacey get sprung on them first day of like screen testing? They're like, by the way, here's the guy you're going to be working opposite, and like Kevin Spacey walks in the room. Uh, and they, they hired have... Kevin Spacey and then started writing a movie around him. That's yeah, the first time that we talked about this, I thought that they were going to be like, it's being produced by Kevin Spacey's production company. Like, I kind of assumed he could cast himself in yeah. a movie that he had for himself he's got lots of like uh civil suits against him right now which is like the, f the number one question i had when all this stuff started coming out i was like why would he want to work like what i mean i under, like i have a really fast addiction to attention i i kind of like have like a, a also, fascination like, does he have anything else in his life i no. have a fascination with these types of things with people who get in the public eye then get their lives uh kind of shattered by the accusations whether whether innocent or guilty whether he is or isn't that is irrelevant to what i'm saying what i'm saying is like the people who have this happen to them but then continue to work in the public eye there's got to be like, uh, you know, for the people who have enough money and don't need to but choose to, I wonder if that is kind of like the human, in, you know, that's, there's just that human inclination that you kind of have to have a purpose uh, and you can't wallow forever. Now, we're not saying whether they're guilty or innocent. I'm just saying that need to be productive and do things persists. Yeah, but I it's like, how is your purpose just attaining attention for yourself no matter the cost yeah That's he could no be doing this to live with, with his money he could be doing any number of things behind the scenes that would still give him or not related to acting he could yeah. invest in who, whatever he in the world he wants he to. wants but why does it have to be but i think that that's like a personality trait like if he has like aggrandizing yeah a insatiable need for affirmation and attention through exterior sources mm, like johnny depp <laughs> ouch ah we'll, we'll get to that like like you said we earlier, will, we will get to that. <laughs> the uh, other part is like he has repeatedly tried to stage his comeback do you remember when he released those videos that was sort of frank underwood in tone yeah the, at YouTube? the fireplace yeah. yeah like he was never yep. he was never willing to relinquish that, and that's just like bold-faced provocation like that video in particular he knew yeah, he, exactly how that would be received yep uh, and then did you see this stuff about uh, Marilyn Manson dismissed a suit? Uh, a judge dismissed a suit against Marilyn Manson. I almost made it sound like Marilyn Manson was the judge. <laughs> he himself dismissed he sh a suit. Like, he sh that would be his like comeback tour. Like, he, go he goes to the law school and then becomes a judge in his old age. It says a judge has dismissed a case for Marilyn Manson's former assistant who accused the embattled musician of sexual assault, battery, and harassment. In an order of dismissal obtained by USA Today, Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Michael L. Stern on Wednesday dismissed Ashley Walter's entire action against a musician which alleged that Manson, whose real name is Brian Warner, used his position of power, celebrity, and connections to exploit and victimize her during her employment from August of 2010 to October of 2011. In the dismissal, Stern dismissed the case with prejudice, which means that Walters is, will not be able to file the same claims in the, in the Los Angeles Superior Court again. Stern said that Walters had too few facts and pleaded too late, according to reports from CBS and Deadline. We are deeply disappointed in the court's decision today. If, we allow, if allowed to stand, this decision would drastically limit the ability of victims of abuse to obtain justice through the legal system, Walter's lawyers told USA Today in a statement on Thursday, adding that the court based its decision on the, timeless, on the timeliness of Ashley's claims and not the merits. Well, so they did say too few facts. Yes. So that was a factor. And, and it's like it's like the lawyer in Amber Heard's trial. Hearsay. Hearsay. Like, if you can't actually prove, you know, what's going on, how do you actually get, uh, you know, move ahead at trial? And I, I imagine that a lot of these things are like, it ends up becoming about civil suits later, right? Like, yeah. there's a lower threshold for proof in a civil suit than there is in a criminal trial. So, they're... Well, he's engaged in a lawsuit with 
his ex, Evan Rachel Evan, Wood, about the, who also made allegations of like uh, sexual battery, domestic violence, things like that. And there was a documentary that she made uh, that she had produced. And I, so. is he suing her for defamation? No, I don't see anything about him, uh, about his countersuits. So it says, uh, Walters originally filed her complaint in May 2021 with details accusing Manson of treating her like property, adding that he repeatedly offered Walters up to his influential industry friends and associates, giving his friends permission to grope, kiss, and have her so that is like the most disgusting Hollywood thing I've ever heard like that's exactly the type of thing you expect from people in the entertainment industry especially someone of his stature so is it do I believe that that absolutely happened yeah personally per- yeah probably yeah, yeah I do uh, but d- uh, do I feel like there's uh, that an injustice is being done on the legal side here I'm guessing that it's on the legal side probably not but in, on the moral side Absolutely, probably, yeah. But it says, uh, as this, at the Spike TV Scream Awards in September of 2010, Walters alleged that Manson pushed her onto the lap of an actor who proceeded to kiss Walters and keep her on his lap, according to a suit. A month later, Warner offered her up to a director who groped Walters, co- cornered her and shoved her hand up her skirt while covering her mouth so that his date could not hear. These are the people that are lecturing you about morals. Uh, remember that every time they're like Marilyn Manson, especially he is so condescending <laughs> and preachy. Really? For someone who pretends to be about like, is he really? I I, I don't know much about his uh, outside I, from of what I have seen. Okay. For for someone who like pretends to be about like free expression and like, uh, he just pretends to be like the most intellectually honest person ever uh he's so (laughs) like this is just the epitome of like the people preaching at at the choir like i don't know a ton about marilyn manson but i i did read a fair (laughs) amount of the stuff um about evan from evan rachel wood and then i looked it up he did sue her for defamation and i haven't been able to see like where that case has progressed um but I feel like he is this weirdly openly horrible person, but because he has this like weird semi gender fluid well, he's aesthetic. Got, yeah, this image like, from the nineties people where are he like is, like subversive and cool. Yeah. And so people are like, Oh, that's just what he does. Crazy old Marilyn. And yeah. it's like, no, you should like look especially like he is a walking red flag and I like am not <laughs> yeah. against like, you know, a more dark gothy aesthetic, but like he is weird and he's been openly weird for years and yet we're like oh my gosh can you believe it it turns out in private he's worse it yeah. turns out when he's alone and making decisions he is way way worse of a person it, it is kind of funny to think not funny but like imagine like, like uh, something awful didn't happen but you just have a bad relationship with somebody like Marilyn Manson that looks like Marilyn Manson and then your mom's like well what like who was this guy and she shows you a picture of Marilyn Manson and you're like gee I wonder where the red flags should have come in there but like, it was like in his lyrics from what I remember reading yeah. about like it, it's not it's not a secret like it's beyond just like don't judge a book by the cover yep. except for this book because like mm, past does stuff like this affect your ability to like watch or listen to to artists i don't like to I f- support artists who i like i i don't like to if i can't avoid financially supporting artists yeah. or companies that like directly interfere with my values i try to yeah. like um, streaming music yeah, somebody. or like I wouldn't buy a Marilyn Manson album even well, if no, I was but like, nobody buys albums anymore. Would you like, ever stream him or would no. you like on principle never stream him? I was never interested in him in the first place yeah, to be fair, so it's easier for me to say but like no, I wouldn't do it. I like and again, it really depends. Like I do like to live, you know, I think me too 
had this double-edged sword of like being important in very few cases and for a lot of people being extremely damaging and teaching us that like we have to be careful we cannot convict people on the public the court of public opinion alone. i'm having a hard time with that here because that is a strong belief of mine but it's also one of these things where when we discuss it i can only go by what we're talking about here but i do you know i don't want to but it's uh, getting challenged when you literally can't get justice but, mm-hmm. or there's no facts to be had well uh, there's just situations no- you cannot proceed yeah. legally yeah. like the thing is we will never be able there there may be no legal conclusion for this but from the things that i know about like his art in particular mm-hmm. i just don't want to consume it yeah and so like that's enough for me to say that like i'm not interested if that coincides with like avoiding someone who is maybe violent and you know has other negative connotations that works for me but again i like try to walk the line between not convicting someone on something that's not clear yeah, exactly. but also like i don't want to i don't want to turn a blind eye to something that i know is like ultimately wrong or not in and of or like in a value system that I support. Does that make sense? Yeah. I only mentioned it because I like literally heard, I, like when I was like preparing the show today, the song Killing Strangers by Marilyn Manson came on and I, I th- thank, thank you. you. Thank you. There's a delay today. Yeah. Uh, there's a delay today. So uh, be aware if you, if you do super chat, it will just come. Just do it again. Do yeah, it a couple just, times. Yeah. Just, yeah. To, just, just to make, to make sure, sure it goes through. Just, just double huh. check. Uh, wink, just, wink. just to be sure. Uh, and then like I, whenever I read articles like this, the ones that do have comments, I tend to go through the comments just to get a, for what the public is saying especially in a site like yahoo which i, I don't know if i like if it's like uh people go hard in the yahoo comments it's i'm saying like, yahoo if it's was like, like an early adopter i feel like of like can you remember the yahoo ask and you could like talk about <laughs> yeah. things it was like what i think of reddit as now I say um, that be- I feel like they were pro comments before anyone else thought about it. And I say that because like if I'm on like uh, Hollywood Reporter or like if I'm on like AV Club or any of these other ones, I know which way the p- comments are going to go and they're going to be they're going to be re all the way. Uh, these are like the, the first one just says uh, go for justice when it happens. Why wait 10 years? Me too would be a lot more believable if the victims didn't wait over a decade to come forward. It would be a lot easier to remember details when they're recent. Uh, and it's like it's like one of those things like I'm not passing judgment either way i'm saying that's where the um the public opinion seems to be going from a lot of people who just don't have the you know like uh, they're not going to look at it maybe analytically they're just going to ask that one question and move on yeah i think the question of like why do victims not come forward right away is really hard to answer because like you wish they could and on the other hand like we don't know the details like if this girl has an nda with marilyn manson right and it like she has to find a lawyer which costs money to get her out of the nda to then talk about this like i I think and that's not even to mention the fact that it's just like reprocessing what you went through to tell other people about it yeah and also like at what point like if something bad happens to you not everyone wants to then seek justice right away some people just want to pretend it didn't happen yep which like takes time to get over if you're gonna try and get any kind of damages from someone. and you do have to keep in mind that there are going to be people in, in an age where victimhood is treated like a sense of uh, like a form of currency that will come forward and twist stories to fit for a narrative sure, like sure. so how do you like I, I refuse to pick either side as good or bad I, I need to analyze these on a case-by-case basis and even then I have a hard time passing judgment because I wasn't there mm-hmm. and all of this is boils down to unprovable facts that we're just not going to be able to know without having been there and we weren't there yeah so. for sure it's uh, it's my fence sitting uh, take on this, but with well, their super chats, there was at least one, one or two. Yes, 
Uh, Waffle Sensei says, Amber Claire, your full name is beautiful. Don't listen to the haters. Oh my gosh, Waffle Sensei, I'm so glad you're here today. Did you did you like that? Amber Claire kind of has a ring to it. it. Does I've known a couple. Uh, yeah, Amber Claire is not a bad name. Um, I I knew someone who was Emma Claire. Um, it's nice. Like her parents knew my parents, and then they were like, "Oh, that double name thing's really working." <laughs> Amber yeah. Claire, I like it. I actually love double barreled names. We just don't live in a society that really uh, has space for them on any bureaucratic <laughs> form. And that's a problem. One more. Alexandria Oakley says Marilyn Manson has allegations in the past too. Is he becoming the new Michael Jackson for allegations? Interesting. What exactly would that mean, though? Um, if you want to see an interesting take on this, ra- the, um, the YouTuber Razorfist has a series of videos in the past about the Michael Jackson allegations that I highly recommend. He's to- but he totally like dogmatically is pro Michael Jackson. I just I'm just saying if you're looking whatever. for the opposite perspective from what the media was saying for a sure. long time, he's a he's an interesting one to. to to take a look at is that you've seen those i know yeah. razor fizz I, yeah i i know of his his dogmatic support for michael jackson <laughs> and i think it's stupid uh it's weird because like mike it's not like michael jackson's like not allowed to be in the public he's not like canceled in, well, in public he's dead he's, but i'm he saying died like, before any his, of this cancellation stuff even came to be but his music is still supported and, and yeah. played and stuff like that and a lot of times they won't even do that now like really? with, with people no i'm saying with people that are oh, like oh. Uh, not him but i'm saying yeah. in general with people yeah because <laughs> i think that was kind of a wash like people were so divided on it that yep. there was no shared uh conclusion it's very hard to get a shared conclusion on any of this that's the problem mm-hmm. all right uh we are going to talk about top gun maverick uh which Here we go and we, but, uh, guys we are going to talk spoilers so before we get started just to know that uh i do not know how to artfully do a review without spoilers so if you are waiting to go see top gun maverick Perhaps this is not the segment for you. Maybe I should come back in like 15 minutes. I shouldn't be saying that because it, it, it may cut viewers down. No, no such thing as a Top off. Gun Maverick spoiler. You already know what's going to happen. It is the so. most Top Gun movie ever, and it's freaking awesome. Uh, the thing is, don't don't click away from the screen. Just mute it. Come back in like 15 minutes. Yes, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I Actually, I think Mary's right. I don't think there are going to be a, no. a whole lot of spoilers. I, I do want to ask your opinion. First off, did you like it or not? Yes, sir. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? On the down. binary, is it a zero or a one? I would say it's a one. Okay. The one being positive? Yes. Like you liked it? Yes. We yeah. could have just done a thumbs up or a thumbs down there, but sure. We have to bring computer code into it. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Which, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she, Hannah Claire was like excited last night. She's like, I've got so much to say. And then she just hits me with a, yeah, I liked it. I just, okay. I can't get out of my head when it showed uh, the Mission Impossible trailer that was like, okay. what is okay. it? Is it seven or eight? Uh, Dead Reckoning is, I think that makes it eight. Part eight one. Point one. S- 7.1 or 8.1, one okay. of the two. Okay, the context here for anyone who's <laughs> never joined us before. If is this that is your first pop culture crisis episode. I'm a very <laughs> open anti-sequels kind of person. I am, I am against almost every sequel that's produced in the modern age. I think that they're useless, unnecessary. I get you can make money off of it. Stop telling me that. I understand. I just think we should have higher standards for the content we produce. Stop telling her that. The Don't other, tell her that, that you can make money I, off I of it. I get that you can make money. That's not enough for me anymore. I have, no. I, I've moved beyond that. Uh, that being said, the second thing that happened, we <laughs> talked, I don't remember about what movie, but one day, early, early on, I want to say in the in the 30 episode bracket, yep. um, I don't think you've even here yet. We talked about Tom Cruise, and I said, does anyone actually have an opinion at all about Tom Cruise? And Brett, I thought, had a heart attack, because I 
<laughs> you said to me the other day before we went to see the movie, Brett looked at me and he said, your lack of opinion or slightly negative opinion of Tom Cruise makes me realize that I love Tom Cruise <laughs> or something to that effect. I did not say, I said that I, said that I am uh, by, you know, just by the virtue of being the opposite of you means that it makes it seem like I love him when I just yeah. kind of tolerate him. I think him. we both thought we were neutral on Tom Cruise, but as, as the more we talk about it, we like move on the, on the scale. Um, so I was... I was very grateful that you extended the invite and I could come. Yes. Slash I forced my way into going to Top Gun Maverick. And in honor of that occasion, I did, in fact, watch the original Top Gun beforehand. Did you like so that I'm not one? not just blindly passing oh. judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I did like it. 36 years between the two movies. That's wild. That's an entire person. Well, that, yeah, I'm, that's, I'm 35. So it's, yeah. it's, it's my whole lifetime but between Plus. the two movies. And Tom Cruise still looks uh, fantastic for his age. I'm sure his yeah, his, his doctors have done very well. His for plastic him. surgeon and hairstylist are doing it. It was kind of funny to see him versus Val Kilmer, who also looks great for his age, but he looks his actual age as yeah. opposed to Tom Cruise, who has suspiciously dark, not gray at yes. all hair. So you do get to see Val Kilmer as as Iceman. Uh, he does actually. Well, one thing that was interesting is they 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 played it up like they weren't going to have uh, Val Kilmer talk in the movie because of Val Kilmer's struggling with throat cancer. Was you realize you didn't realize he like legitimately has throat cancer yeah i was confused as to whether that was a just a plot point no no that's part of uh uh, and and they include him in the movie and they are the only two characters from the original movie and that's why i think this movie is so damn successful is because you would you would think that this movie was full of the old cast and full of uh all the nostalgia but the nostalgia is done in the in a perfect way it's been so long since i saw the first top gun that i didn't realize until after we left that um is it true that like penny she was not she wasn't she was referenced in the original yeah she was only referenced yeah they reference her as like they're in like think the bar scene that like in the very beginning when they're like yep thank you they're like you slept with the admiral's daughter and and and, and goose looks at him and goes penny and and tom cruise is like oh oh, i'm just a playboy who knows and they did this uh because they did not want to cast uh the woman who played uh from the original movie or meg ryan old and ugly you know (laughs) okay so so they did that literally why but i also think that like casting penny who like goose is young and has this young family with meg ryan right and they're yes. beautiful and blonde and southern maybe from texas who knows and then having penny be like tom cruise's when i was a young man in the military like even younger when they get to top yeah. gun like his fling who they allude to having this like on and off again relationship with the beautiful years, jennifer Connolly. It, it contrasts so much to what goose had in his family yeah. life and therefore did not get to live out and tom cruise kind of had this opportunity and also did not have the timing or the conviction to seize this relationship i mean there's there's a scene i have to, i'm just gonna go ahead and get really specific one of my favorite moments in this movie and again it's why like if you're gonna make a sequel i do think it should be done like this yes uh, and again, I, I am not reversing my opinion on sequels. We're going to change her mind someday, folks. Absolutely not. Have you seen The Fast and the Furious? Garbage. Exactly. That's uh, why they're awesome. I will say, we were sitting there and like Tom Cruise appears in Mission Impossible. And I look at Brett and he's like, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I knew it was going to, because I knew it would upset you. Yeah. It, oh, it did. <laughs> uh, but there's this moment where he has, you know, he's, he's 
seen Penny, this like one that gets away kind of off and on, or uh-huh. he leaves behind and he drives her, you remember, to her house, like he's on his like motorcycle. Which is the house so cool. from the original. It's, is it the house? It's I was the, wondering. If it's not, it's uh, it's, it's almost exactly like but it. that's not that crazy because like that But area she didn't live crazy. there in that movie. That's but it, it looks similar. I feel like whatever. It's nostalgic and it's also like contrasting like he could have had this family life, but instead he went to this like I'm a solo uh, fighter pilot Roland Wolf but anyways so he drops her off and she has some like flirty banter and she goes inside and the door closes and you can hear her talking to her teenage daughter yep. and saying like you know hey mm-hmm. like do you want dinner I'll make you dinner or whatever it's super domestic and then it cuts to him and the mission screen is behind him and he's Thank in you. his uniform and he says time is your greatest enemy and yep. I feel like that is such an interesting message for yep. people for today who are delaying oh. having families yeah. who are putting the careers before everything else who are waiting until everything in their life is perfect to take kind of bigger steps in life okay. um, Matt Walsh does had I, one time I was listening to him and he was like my wife and I got married young and our family became the the cornerstone of our adult lives as opposed to the capstone and i feel like there's a similar messaging here in top gun that was like you have the opportunity to live all kinds of lives but if you wait you lose them i will say that the script in this movie is extremely tight and well done Mm -hmm. uh this movie is quite a bit longer than the original top gun by uh, almost 40 minutes it didn't that and long. that's what it I'm saying. The biggest, the biggest compliment I can give this movie is that I did not look at my phone nay like one time maybe to, uh, because I got an alarm for a uh, phantom uh, money gun going off at the house here. And uh, I never thought, when is this going to be over? Yes. Okay. So I am. I am one of those people because I am so ADHD that even in the immersive experience of a full screen of a full cinema, I can be a, a phone checker. I try not to be. I try to be respectful. I always. Shame. I'm surprised I, on you. I am honestly so surprised you're admitting to this. I did not. I thought you would be the most anti-phone in the in the theater. I sit person. in the very back. So I can check. My so phone. I, just so so I don't ruin it for anyone else. But the script is extremely tight and well done. It pays homage where it needs to pay homage. It deviates where it needs to deviate. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff. For, uh, the most important part you'll notice is that they waited. Tom Cruise championed this movie not going to streaming because there's no way they would have put the amount of money and time into the technology to make that movie without CGI. If this had been done with aerial, like with mid-level. Um, green screen shots for the dog fighting scenes the whole thing falls apart it was fun to see it in the theater yes. like on the big screen with the surround there's a scene where like I think it's in the beginning one of the planes is like rumbling yes. and you can like feel it in your seat and like we weren't in like IMAX we, kind of thing. yeah we didn't like, go to the, the whole movie was shot in it IMAX was too it super cool so uh, it like it, it's worth it almost enough just to go see these aerial scenes that are done in these planes that are absolutely he, he breathtaking he did have that, that note at the beginning of the or before it began <laughs> yes, we got a personal where he said it was real but I wasn't sure to what yeah. extent he meant that it was like real speed yeah. that they were Using. The U.S. military loaned them planes. Yep. For this. Three yeah. out of three out of six uh, of the. Because they need the advertisements. Also, because top, you told me this. Top Gun, the original, was a huge recruiting moment. for Five hundred percent increase or and five thousand so percent increase but that means in military. All of those people who like maybe they didn't make it to Top Gun, but they're in the military, having like been born in this period of like Reaganism and the eighties and the military are now mm-hmm. at this point in the movie where they're like, no, we love that movie. We have to bring it back. Yes. They are all the people you and I were like, mm-hmm. oh, I understand why there are some people who yeah. are like, I love Top Gun. Although Brett, you mentioned it is uh, a little less heavy handed with like the patriotism. There like, is the still American plenty- flag. 
America F yeah energy. Uh, I, I was like, whereas in the original, there was like three American flags in every scene. There's like yeah. one in every in every scene. And I'm here for it. Yeah. I love it. And it's like, it's unapologetic. Yeah, I love uh, that too. I, I do want to point out that the funniest thing about this movie is the unnamed enemy, which they go, ver- they, they are very yeah. painstaking in their ability to not name just who the hell they're going against in this mission that they're training for. That's in the snow. That's in the snow. But I did find <laughs> out that according to uh, a trivia site, they said that the only place that it could have been is Iran because that is the only other country that used F-14s besides us. So it's like it's implied but they never actually say it and they go as far as to give like whereas like uh, all the fighter pilots uh, in our in the in Top Gun have clear, uh, you know, masks on, you know, that show their eyes so you can see their facial expressions. These ones might as well be stormtroopers. They're yeah. like super it's, black. It's yeah. literally Cobra Commander. You're literally you fighting. It's see. you. Yeah, you can't see that. There's no. You, uh, Mary's like, I looked for Cyrillic writing on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally was, like. Where is it? Like, so it's like, uh, so it, it has to be. It's like a Iran. nondescript Slavic enemy, except for the fact it that it's actually. That way. That's okay. what it is. It's like it's just nondescript bad except guy. It's kind of funnier that they would be like, we're gonna pick a plane that would be a different possibly bad guys like mm-hmm. military yeah so the the point of this movie is if you're looking for a general synopsis is that tom cruise as uh, maverick is kind of reaching the end of his career he never advanced in the military he stayed a captain this whole time flying aircraft in that uh, if it wasn't for Iceman, he would have who, who did constantly who, wingmanning him yeah who, calling him back from the brink did but, become but, he became like a, an admiral he's not only an admiral he contrasts uh, Maverick so beautifully he's like a decorated admiral who people adore and respect uh, John Hamm's character Cyclone yes. like says like I have a lot of respect for Iceman yeah. and I and have no idea why go- he thinks so highly of you right and he like he has saying. this beautiful house that you get some views of the ocean and you can see when they come in it's like they must have five children and 900 grandchildren. And they're all running in the backyard I like, will say that there was one the, the very first scene between uh, between Maverick and Penny had some very clunky dialogue. She kept saying his name, and he kept saying her name at the beginning of sentences, and it felt really... See, I, it felt really... Oh, I didn't notice re- Yeah, that. I thought that was a little weird. They had to, like, introduce her and be like, this is Penny. Do you remember Penny, the Admiral's daughter? Do you remember from <laughs> yeah. that first movie? So, so, but I also thought it was sort of this dynamic of, like, she keeps calling him Pete. Pete, yes. When everyone else calls him Mav or Maverick. And so she's like, but I know you... On like uh-huh. a personal level, I know you outside of the military, and in some ways, the relationship, the military keeps them separated because he uses it. I would assume through his career to not commit to a family, to not be tied down. That yeah, my only complaint was that that dialogue felt slightly clunky to me, yeah. and some of the dialogue between the new recruits in that first scene yeah. when they're in the so, bar felt like maybe that was shot at the very beginning before they as actors got chemistry. comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. I will point out that in the in a lot of the trivia for this movie, there's like a lot of a Attention paid to like how like much time all the men spent getting in shape just for the volleyball scene to like mirror that like where like but it's not volleyball it's football it's, it's, this time. it's yes it's like dual football where you bo- you play offense and defense at the same so time uh, which is they actually tie in beautifully to the movie saying that it's relevant to how they're planning for this mission mm-hmm. and they, they talk about how like uh, um, basically they sh- they shot that scene and then everyone goes and, gor- and engorges on like donuts and food and beer and then like they find they a week later Tom Cruise is like we have to reshoot it it didn't thank you like uh, and then like a week later goes by and they're like we have to shoot it it didn't come out good enough thank you again i um Uh, i think that was so funny also like 
Tom Cruise is like, we need to have more shirtless beach scenes because yeah. it's not but Tom. I'm beautiful and young, says Tom Cruise. No, but the thing is, I think they only ever they very rarely showed him from the stomach down. They they got him like pecs think, up for I most of it. I think they can't do that because he is like in the. When I remember watching the one that came out in the '80s, there are a couple scenes where I was looking at it. I was like. Tom Cruise is standing on a soapbox. They are making. They didn't do that as much in this movie, but they couldn't do it this time because we all famously know how tall Tom Cruise is now, and they cast these younger guys who are like we all know they're taller than them. There's a good shot of him and uh, the character of Rooster. Rooster is Goose's son. Rooster is Goose's son, which they all get. All the actors get to pick their code names. The actors did. The actors got to pick their code, uh, their call signs. Excuse me, not code names. And they worked Hangman's into the script. Yeah. (laughs) So they picked. they, They picked. He picked Goose. Be, or he picked Rooster because it's in the same family as as Goose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a scene which, by the way, I don't know if he, if Miles Teller actually looks like the actor. I always forget it's the guy from ER, but I always forget uh, the, the guy Jeffrey Dean Anderson. No, not Jeffrey Dean Anderson. I, <laughs> that's the guy from uh, the guy who plays Goose originally. Th- that's not him. That's somebody else. Have to correct me. That's the guy from uh, MacGyver, I think. Uh, but. Um, so so he, he, he looks he has an uncanny resemblance. I think it's Except mostly he's like the mustache. Brunette, and then he had two blonde parents and we're like, it's fine. Whatever <laughs> highlights it, it happens. You give he's this sun. You give this dude a mustache and he does look he he resembles him almost chillingly uh, in yeah, the movie that that could be me just wanting to believe that he's that that's his son but it's beautiful and then the guy I, who <laughs> I liked how they like did the parallel between him like on the piano yes and his dad I but I like that they they kept it at that and they didn't keep on doing yeah cut I, scenes I to actually the first movie I, did I was have so the... happy they did that because it, it was like there were too many things that I was afraid they would like overdo yes. like so rooster Goose's son, who's now made it to the or made it to Top Gun, who's great and rides into a motorcycle, kind of like Tom Cruise. And then they have Hangman, who is like sort of the blonde. Who was up for the role of Rooster, but they ended up well, and he's sort of the Val Kilmer. Yes, he, of, well, they do that. They the mirror Iceman it. Too. They mirror it in the handshake but at the end. The thing about Iceman in the first movie is that like he is kind of a jerk, but also like he's got a lot of discipline, and he says to Tom Cruise at one point in some scene he's like you lack discipline or like he's very clearly a parallel to Val Kilmer's character right but Hangman was much more arrogant to me and like it was interesting to be like how are they going to give him his own storyline and Mm -hmm. redemption how are we going to make him likable the way we came to like Iceman I don't think they accomplished that really because when he came through for them in the end he still kind of used it to be like self-aggrandizing yeah. yeah but he's not gonna but change they, completely yeah i know but, but he, he, wrote, but he did it, come back that's and if the they point. do it too much they are just copy pasting yep. like we wanted this movie to be more than just a repeat of and Top it is Gun. it's its own thing yeah. but it beautifully yeah. calls back i do want to call out one thing that i believe that never would have happened and that's a bunch of like uh gen z kids in a bar singing great balls of fire on a piano mm, yeah, i'm never, calling bf okay. not gonna happen well, but I, to be fair they were millennials not uh, okay, okay oh yes. the zoomer has spoken the, the, uh they uh no, so I, 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 even a bunch of millennials unless it's like <laughs> yeah yeah they because as soon as rooster sits down the girl character the yeah. female pilot is like oh come on we gotta do it and it made mm. me think like oh does he like know the story from his childhood like oh you you used to your dad used to play great balls of fire you know, and that's why he knows that specific song. So everyone who graduated with him is like, oh, yeah. Rooster does this thing. He plays this one song and we all know it. You know, um, I actually really liked I don't remember the call sign for this guy, but like I think Kane, maybe the guy in the beginning. Yes. Who like the no, that's I, I don't know if that was his call sign. If that was just that, guy that guy's last Kane. name. Yeah. But this. he says like he gives this monologue about how like Tom Cruise is of a different kind. They eventually won't even need 
pilots to fly the planes. That, that was supposed was to be a, a that was supposed to be a bigger plot point for this movie. It was supposed to be contrasting drone warfare and pilots. I in am the, how, hello, even okay. Thank you. I will say th- there is a certain amount of um, suspension of disbelief that they could have just used a drone to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think. Part of it it's is 2022. They could, but it's beautiful. Like, I don't care, but I am dude. So it's glad, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that wasn't a bigger plot point because I thought it set up this whole thing of like being semi nostalgic about the past, but also like this constant theme of time throughout this movie. That's what I felt yeah. like the strongest was like yeah. this guy being like, you are of a different time. Like men like you will not be around forever. Yeah. And it gives me, there's that poem where it says like, you know, uh, we'll fight, fight as yeah. we go into this night, good night or whatever. And like, it makes me think about like how, what, what he's saying is basically like, you should, is it a warning or is it like a telling Tom Cruise to give up? And either way, like Tom Cruise, because he's Tom Cruise proves himself to be useful. This idea that like this generation of this kind of soldier is leaving, like that must be a very strange thing to face, especially if you're a career military man. You know what I mean? There was, there was the article about like whether this movie echoes Hollywood's past. Is this the, is this the echo of a dying in, of a dying form of the industry? Uh, I, I, I almost brought that article up today, but I'm just not even going to give it the time of day. Cause nope. it's, it's just, it's, pass. just F these people who, who yeah. have the, that type of opinion. Like, like it's just <laughs> well. I also think that well, this. Like, I mean, to be fair, like doing all of these remakes and sequels, Top Gun Maverick is no exception. If to this, the rule if that this you can't create new property, I think that's. But you have to pay homage to it when it's done right. Yes, yeah. it was done right, but it's like still. Okay, I'm, we get I, I'm, new? I kind of lied. Yeah. I do have the I article do. here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna at least reference part of it here, and that's uh, that's why this bothered me. It says. Uh, uh, when they when they talk about uh, you, the fetish the fetishization the I can never say that one fetishization Gross. of U.S. military might he raised another key point mm-hmm. on the minds of many is this movie one of the last gasps of a dying Hollywood empire or is it the emotionally stirring viscerally gripping and proudly old fashioned storytelling the latest adrenaline shot that ho- the Hollywood industry so desperately needs yes it is that it is a callback to a time first of all if you want to actually unite people this movie brings in. So much of what people want today, which is diverse casts. There are, there's women in Top Gun. Is it over the top? Is it like half women? No, but probably, I'm guessing that, I'm guessing half of the women in these programs are not. Uh, or yeah, half women are not people, half. It's not. 50, uh, yeah, 50. it's like it's like when they it's like when they cast women as like Navy SEALs or or uh, Delta Force operators. I'm like that's not a real thing. They that's it just has not happened yet. There has not been a woman that has worked in these industries. So they pay homage and they have a woman play a very prominent that that fight that young fighter pilot plays a very prominent role. Well, there are role. two she, f- female fighter pilots in that class, yeah. and then a lot of the women are on board or that doing one things. that one coyote. The or yeah, no, she Phoenix. Phoenix gets the most screen time, mm-hmm. and she has a very important arc because she's the only one who actually crashes a plane in this movie but then like a phoenix rises i pointed out that to you when we were leaving yes uh, and uh (laughs) and and she flies in in the mission at the end so they do all the things that you need to do in hollywood to uh to market to modern audiences but they pay homage to the old one without telling you that the old time was wrong yeah i i think it was really it was really good of them that they pointed out he is the old timer without Mm -hmm. being like 
you're not used to the way things are now. That was never like a, yeah. we have a new world, new rules, mm-hmm. whatever. At yeah. least not in the context of social issues. Maybe in the context no. of the military. It's almost maybe like the in idea the context of, of well, technology. And, yes, yes. It, it stands in as like, the argument for that. Well, yeah, and not it's in the context of like rules. aging. Like I go back to time. Yeah. Like they are literally younger and probably yeah. stronger than Tom Cruise is. Like he's doing great. He looks fit, but like that's just the way it works. And the same thing with the planes. Like he says, like oh, it's been a while since I've flown like an F-18 or whatever, like older planes, he's more experienced on. They'll be, they will ultimately be more experienced on, on newer planes than he ever will be because he will have Mm -hmm. to retire. I think also that there is a fear in Hollywood of like just overtly Patriot, uh, patriotic film. And I hate that. And I hate it. I'm against it. I also think that like this idea that like, you know, they selected the nation's best pilots to come do this mission, knowing that like, it has high risk. Like the idea. They were essentially saying you're going to die and, and trying to be very and polite for, about it. It goes against our narrative in popular culture of like, you should do things for yourself and, and get to know yourself mm-hmm. and you need to discover yourself. That's why you should leave marriages or that's why you yep. shouldn't get married younger. That's why you shouldn't commit to careers because you're just getting to know yourself. They, they do not. Yeah. Like and this is for greater common good. And it, this is for a united. I mean, front. it's not even about like common good so much as it's being giving part people of a story big- about sacrificing for Something bigger the than other. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, like the idea that you do this. Be, it's almost a little bit different because I, I don't know if I buy that Tom Cru- that, that Maverick does it because he's committed to something bigger than he is. I think he's just, it's all he knows. Well, that's, I think Maverick's, uh, what we learn about Maverick is that he ultimately feels that like rather than splitting from the the military and like having to make the decisions like I'm not going to take that mission because I'm married, because I'm having kids, like that maybe Goose would have had to mm-hmm. if he had survived. Yep. Tom Cruise does not make attachments outside the military. I mean, he's friendships and stuff, but ultimately he positions himself so that he can be a cog in the machine. And I know that like having known some generals and stuff, they say like, you know, eventually you're not like, you're not the one flying the plane. You're the one being John Hamm deciding who gets in the plane Mm -hmm. and how the budget gets spent. And Tom Cruise, Maverick as a character, didn't want to make that decision. He wanted to be actively moving along in this system that is the U.S. military for as long as he could. Love John Hamm and Charles Parnell uh, as the two senior executives. I could watch John Hamm all day long. He's amazing. And Chris Parnell has like the greatest voice ever. Like he's just got this great uh, deep voice that just works. There's also a great scene where it's like it felt like they didn't have another take of it where when he's um, when they finish the mission and they're like the the two like uh, Parnell uh, a warlock and Cyclone are on top of the deck. Mm -hmm. uh, Warlock's like and Warlock has and it's lo- really fake looking. Like I don't know why. Yeah. Just, I loved, but I love it though. It hams up the like, yeah, America. I was and I'm to here for it. If that was like, you know how they like when they're in their box pilot yeah. thing, they like signal to each other. They mm-hmm. do different things. If that was supposed to be like an exaggerated pilot, like. So you can see me from afar, I'm cheering for you, or if it was just, like, awkward. Also, they do subvert expectations in a way that does not offend you here, and the fact that you hear Tom Cruise, once he finally kind of uh, settles on th- settles things with Rooster, he's like, we'll talk about it when we get back, and I just rolled my eyes, I'm like, crap, he's, he's totally going to die. Like, and that's not what happened. Do you think he should have died? Uh, I think the cleanest original version of that story <laughs> was for him to, um, what? That would just be like a painful movie to but watch. I think that was the the cleanest original story, like cut of this story, is that he sacrifices himself for the the son of the man who died mm-hmm. uh, with him. Uh, also, kind well, it's of, like he can finally repay this debt he feels like he's been carrying. For yes, a long time. Um, and it also means that he does not get to. Uh, basically, you find out that um, that Maverick pulled 
Rooster's application for Top Gun and set no, his... No, for co- the um, Naval Academy. Okay, so, but it set his career back four years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, in a hero story, he's not the one who tell like, because then, like, they find out, like, and he doesn't know that you did this because... His mom His mom said on her deathbed, do not let him fly because she's afraid that he's going to die. The, in, the, in the real hero's journey... He never reveals that truth to the person who, who he's imposed that yeah. upon. Somebody else reveals that. The person finds out maybe they do, maybe they don't. But you never are the one who's like, look, I pulled your application mm-hmm. because your mom made me. That's not the that heroic thing to do. that was exemplary humility because explaining yourself is something you do for yourself mm-hmm. and your yes. peace of mind, not somebody else. Well, and he made a promise. Like, he he has a standard. He doesn't want uh-huh. the, the, the kid to, like, resent his mom. Exactly. And then he's like, well, I made a decision not to tell him, so I'm not going to tell him. I'm not mm-hmm. going to back down because there's a moment where I want him to forgive me. And that is a beautifully done bit of uh, story te- of heroism via storytelling that I feel is missing on a lot of writing that we see t- see today. So he says, like, we'll talk about it when we get back. So I initially thought that he was going to he was gonna, uh, to bite it. And then the, you still get a shot of Tom Cruise running in the snow because every movie has to have Tom Cruise on a motorcycle and lots and lots of running. Uh, the, the scenes are incredible. So, uh, guys... It, I don't think we actually spoiled that much about the no, plot. We talked no. more about the concepts behind the movie. And I think everything. it's worth going to see. It and is. I do think that you could take someone who's not a Top Gun fan or mm-hmm. who hasn't seen it and we'll, they'll still have a good time. That is another the thing that a, a way that you know that it was well made is that you can go watch this movie and the callbacks and the well done things will just feel like story elements. It won't feel like you're like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Bob's mm-hmm. your uncle. It's not, it's not going to be that in this case. You can take somebody who's never seen Top Gun to this movie and just get a great story of someone aging changing their priorities and fulfilling promises all this stuff it's it's i feel like hollywood today makes the makes things more complicated than they need to this is a a very simple story to tell it's just a very hard one to tell well see i think it's that there are values in this movie that they don't want to yes, promote and absolutely. that's just you know that so they tie their own hands they can't produce good movies because they don't have strong values and strong messages behind them. Somebody did ask me, they, they did take away, they did get rid of the Taiwanese and the Japanese flag because Tencent was one of the major production companies behind this, which is Chinese backing. So that's, uh, when you're producing a movie, you have to take yeah. your money where you can get it. Before we go to Super Chats, can I ask you a question? Yes. What would your call sign be, Brett? My call sign? You're up next, Mary. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what my call sign would be. Really? I would have to. I would. Pr- <laughs> it would probably be something. I, I have no idea. Why? What would yours be? I have to think about it. I really don't know. I already know mine. Okay, Mary, light on us. Ghosts. Yeah, Ghost? that's what I was thinking as soon as I asked you. <laughs> Oddly Ghost enough, face. too easy. My, my dad, uh, my nickname growing up was Lefty because I was left-handed at everything I did. That's so so uh, funny. maybe as a callback to my dad, <laughs> it would be uh, very ironic given where we work. That's a very ironic thing. So. <laughs> I feel um, like I'd, I'd pick something with skating for you. No, no, I wouldn't do that. Oh, that's, I apologize. I, I wouldn't do that. He I wouldn't think. do that. I, I no. don't th- it would be very lame, I think. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's something there because like, Planes glide. You glide when you're skating. I don't know. We we'll come up with something. We'll have to. We'll have to workshop that okay. later. Super chats. <laughs> yeah. Caper Two X says some money for Mary's baking fund slash chicken crisis party. P.S. Can we place Hannah Claire under the confetti dispenser before the light show? Asking for a friend. What? <laughs> can we do that? Under. What? I don't understand why you have to be the victim of all of this, but. You know, it's what the people want. Okay. Give the I, people what, I they want. what they want. I don't know what confetti we're talking about. 
Yeah, I don't know what uh, what the confetti is. I mean, as long as Hannah Claire doesn't have to clean it up, I guess. Yeah, I'm down. Also, no dunk booth because, again, electrical equipment. Yes. Yeah. Okay, next. Alexandria Oakley says, The tech they used to give Val Kilmer his voice back is truly groundbreaking. It's great they were able to include him in this movie because of it. I didn't know they used any technology to give him his voice. He has, like, a voice box, right? Yeah, but it didn't sound... Like I said, I was, like, I was kind of, like, weirdly dreading hearing him speak because I knew... uh, Because when he does use it in public, it's it's very rough-sounding. Yeah, older Uh, versions of this, like, they sound really robotic. But I also knew that, like, Tom Cruise had said, like, I'm not doing this film without him. Which is interesting because they didn't get along on set from the first just one. Just like their characters. Just they didn't get along when they were talking wow. at the end. They so poetic. Buddies. It's very poetic. <laughs> All right, next. Waffles Sensei says sequels can actually be the best movie. A sequel doesn't have to introduce a story like the first or close out a story like the third. It can simply tell a real story in the middle. The Two Towers, Guardians, Volume 2, Dark Knight, etc. are examples. I like Dark Knight. And again, I saw... Dark Knight is actually one of my favorite movies. And I saw it alone. I saw it before I saw anything else. Um, But generally, you know, I just don't think that that's true in today's standards. I think of how many movies are produced in the 8, 9, 10s. How many random spinoffs of universe we have. Like, they are all essentially poorly written sequels. They make money, but... If we're acting about, if we're talking about the content of the movies, are you going to really savor watching it? Are you going to walk away with more thoughts and, you know, a better understanding, a more nuanced view of the world because of it? Like, no, I don't think most modern sequels do that. There's also a distinction to be made that there is a, uh, there's a fundamental difference in creating a sequel and in, in creating the middle part of a trilogy, which are not yeah, the same things. Yeah, that's, that's different. Uh, if you're going to create a trilogy, uh, the Dark Knight uh, in the, and so Dark Knight and also the Lord of the Rings example are both middle pieces of trilogies. Funny, fun fact, I actually like um, Batman Begins more than the rest of that trilogy. Really? As much as I love The Dark Knight and as much as I am completely ambivalent on The Dark Knight Rises, I love uh, Batman Begins. I think it got the atmosphere of Gotham a million times better mm-hmm. than the other movies did. Uh, the Dark Knight rides on Joker and the, st- uh, and the crime story storytelling. But if you want to talk about the actual like image of what I imagined Gotham would be in the real world, uh, it was far more um, comic book accurate looking in that movie and the, the way the deep oranges and everything, the rain on the, on the streets and everything like that when he picks uh, Flask gets picked up by Batman mm-hmm. and he's swear to me. Like that's, that to me is a perfect example. Or when he when he meets King Joffrey earlier in the movie, I don't know if you guys remember that King Joffrey is. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so next, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, "Hola, y'all! Congrats on the success of PCC going live, and Mary is a welcomed addition to the cast. I'd love to hear your take on Arcane. I loved it. That's that's an interesting one. I uh, I don't play. That's the one based on um, Lee." League of Legends. It's it's a video. It's a it's a animated television show on Netflix based on uh, I believe on a gaming property. I have not seen it, but that is one that it would actually might be interesting to review because it got very high uh, reviews almost across the board. Similar to Castlevania, the Castlevania Netflix uh, adaptation comic or uh, excuse me animated movie or animated TV show got very good reviews as well. I don't know if it was the same studio that produced those outside of Netflix. I don't know if it's the same production company, but both of those are very well regarded. So. I feel like you should loop our game developer in on this one because I don't know what that is and I don't really play a lot of video I don't either. games. So. But no, we're excited no, for you. No, Have no, a great time. Exactly. Oh, we got two. Um, oh. KW Brady Sancho sent $5 with no message and then he sent another $5 with a message saying y'all should bring up how the Dark Towers was ruined in film. 
Uh, is that the one with um, Matthew McConaughey? Am I am I imagining that? Is that the one with Matthew? I have McC- no idea. I, I'm I'm. Somebody want to look that up? Uh, I, vamp for a second. I apologize. Uh, vamp, vamp. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I apologize. Somebody, somebody, super chat in and tell me what your recommendations for our call signs are. I would actually really like. Someone f- said Brett should be Jedi. No. Oh, ooh. Why would it be I mean, Jedi? You don't even like Star Wars. I I don't. Yeah, I I don't care. I mean, I don't dislike Star Wars. Knowing. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, actually that's a perfect that is a perfect. <laughs> Someone comment said to Hannah Claire Banana Bear. <laughs> no. That's a bit long for a call sign. <laughs> My call too. sign is just banana. you're like almost dying, and you're like Banana Bear. <laughs> <laughs> banana Bear's good. I like Banana. Do bear. you copy Banana Bear? <laughs> hang right, hang right. <laughs> actually, uh, speaking of Jedi guys, we're actually going to be reviewing uh, Kenobi <laughs> here on the Amazing channel. Amazing segue. Uh, thank you. Uh, outside of the <laughs> regular show, we are going to have Andrew, uh, Andrew, our game developer who works here, who is the world's biggest Star Wars fan, reviewing Kenobi. So you know. <laughs> That uh, look at Hannah Claire's face right now. Banana Bear, are you okay? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Andrew, our game developer, who does work here, we promise he's a real person. Yeah. He works here. Yeah. Well, uh, we've mentioned. We didn't make him up. He's real. We've he mentioned him several times. Andrew, who uh, works here? Andrew, who is a game developer here, who is the world's biggest uh, Star Wars fan, who of course hates Disney Star Wars, is going to be here to review it with us. So if you like me torturing Dane with Halo <laughs> and video game crap, you just get ready for Andrew being forced to. Actually, that's I'm not forcing him. He he suggested yeah, that we cover. I think it. I started this. Yes, it's so, gonna be good because it's going to be negative and i love <laughs> and negativity he is legitimately a video game developer you love movies it's like a good area of expertise yes. for both, both so, of you. so we're going to be uh, we're actually going to be recording that tonight and that review will hopefully if all goes correctly come out tomorrow so uh, i think it's time to move on we, we've gone are very long left? yes hold on what are there any left no no okay. all right we're going to go on we're going to move on to our final of the regular topics today and that is oh man <laughs> Euphoria star Dominic Fike uh, feels that need to tell the crowd that he wants Amber Heard to beat him up. <laughs> I was okay. This I was is looking. What I've been saying. I was looking. <laughs> what is I was this? looking for like a, a more. It's the it's the end of the trial. They're in closing arguments right now. Mary went to the courthouse today to uh, talk to people about this. I was kind of looking for like a. I'm like, I want a retrospective and discuss, like, what does this really mean for our culture? What does Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard mean for you our society? And you know what it means? It means nothing. It means nothing. It means stuff like this. <laughs> so instead, we're going to talk about the ridiculousness of just culture at large when it comes to these Can topics. Can I make one slight contrary opinion? Yes. Okay. I am legitimately interested to see how the judge rules on this defamation case because I think defamation is one of the leading legal issues in our country these okay. days because of the power of social media as well as individual uh, platforms, right? Mm. And so I, this is boring legalese, but I would be really curious to see how this ruling is presented either way no matter who wins loses or does nothing but you're right like none of us are gonna wake up tomorrow different because of whatever happened between john johnny depp and amber heard repumped that uh, you got to use legalese in a sentence i could use legalese any day of the week Beautiful. uh love it but yeah anyways so it says euphoria star and singer dominic fike has been called out by fans oh. for making an insensitive comment about amber heard a mid-court case against johnny depp at one of his recent shows uh, he said that he's insensitive yeah, that he had fantasized about getting beat up by Heard. Several members of the crowd appeared to then boo him. Um, sorry. Shows? Is he a... He's an actor from the show Euphoria, and he's also a musician. Oh, okay. So I'm going to be real with y'all. I actually think Amber Heard is hot, dude. Yes, I she's know, hot. I know. Well, it's not a popular opinion, opinion, and it's not the focus at the moment. 
But I've been having these visions of her where she's beating me up. I think it's hot. Dude, nobody's saying she's not hot. That's the opposite of the, of the, ne- of the not the accurate thing, opinion. But here's the thing, at this point, people are so attached to the idea that like everyone is beautiful or you're only beautiful based on what's on the inside that you have to like act like Amber Heard isn't beautiful also, to say she's a bad person, which absolutely. is insane. Is this insensitive? He's saying Amber Heard is so beautiful, I want her to punch me in the face. Which is what she was saying the that, whole time. That's what I've been saying is like my hypothesis for why did why did Johnny Depp tolerate her behavior for so long? He's like, I don't really like Yes, there's such Musk- a thing as like psychological coercion, but come on, it's because she's hot. Yeah. Like, Hello. Why did Elon Musk pay off the ACL? Yeah, yeah. yeah like <laughs> what he's saying is not. It's like when that's people, why I'm saying there's no power imbalance. She has the power. There, there's a there's a really funny episode of uh, I, I don't was it Bones where somebody's like they're talking about like a boy and a girl in a relation like a teen like it's two parents like they have like kids together mm. or like they each have their own kid and they're talking about their kids getting into relationships and one of them says like uh, talks about their daughter and their boyfriend is like my daughter or her boyfriend got into oh no it's castle he's like uh he got into St- into stanford when she didn't and i'm worried that that's changing the power imbalance in the relationship uh and beckett's like well she's a teenage girl in a relationship so i think she still pretty much has all the power in that relationship uh which is uh, of course a weirdly illusion uh, it's weirdly alluding to the fact that that means that she controls the uh, ability for him to um, become intimate with her. Uh, but I, I think for you're... explaining that, Dad. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, so, so it's, uh, but then here's where it gets um, preachy. It says, irrespective of where you stand on the Herd vs. Depp trial, fetishizing abuse is never okay. Fans called Wait, up... Wait, I thought we were super open to everyone's own, their individual fetish. We are, are not supposed to kink shaming. Dominic Fike, whoever that is. By the way, everyone and their mother these days is a freaking euphoria star. Like, get over yourself. Is that a huge clap? Like, we should. Why are there so many euphoria stars? I, think, I don't even know who you are. Like, we've forgotten the word star means someone who's extremely breakout successful. Yeah. Like, he's a euphoria like, who actor, are you? a euphoria performer perhaps right? they should have said euphoria performer <laughs> says imagine if she's really an abuser imagine what that victim feels this is insane said one viewer that's so insensitive fetishizing abuse is so messed up added another uh he is currently uh dating his euphoria co-star so another star uh, uh hunter schaefer the pair who? were first who? Re- again <laughs> again <laughs> uh so i i mean do you guys uh, so, so you you're like yeah of uh, duh of course of course he wants amber heard to beat this him is up. what i've been saying but and i'm the bad guy for pointing it out huh <laughs> <laughs> you what, wait, you're you're pointing out that people are weird about Amber Heard? Well, just that her behavior has been tolerated and excused for so long even by her, like her own victim or alleged victim Johnny Depp because of how she looks. Like yeah. it's it's not like there's anything special about Amber Heard yeah. in her like inside that makes her capable of doing what she does to people. Like it's just because she knows she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She knows she she is beautiful, and she uses it to manipulate people. Which is a tale as old as time. There you go. Which like, is... and and if you're crazy, you're gonna have that like natural like temptation to manipulate on turbo mode. Do we think that this guy's just trying to be like subversive, subversive and get attention, or like do we think that he's actually like so lame? That like, he's what does this have to do with the music you're playing? Also? Yes. Also, like, why are you fantasizing about Amber Heard beating you up? Like. You're so stupid. Fantasize about somebody else beating you up. Did he think everyone was going to like start cheering? Is this supposed to be like one of these things where it's like cool to be slightly like 
emasculine in modern era that I just don't get. Yes. Where are the men from Top Gun? That's what I'm asking. That's that's what we're talking about. The the men who had to work out for like six months so they could film their beach volleyball scene that wasn't beach volleyball. Uh, so, so I love that it's still beach volleyball to you. You're like, I don't care they, what sport. They actually it's gave Top a, Gun. They played volleyball. They actually gave a name <laughs> to the sport, but I don't remember what it was because it's volleyball. It's just it's it was football. Yeah, whatever. It was beach volleyball. We'll just call it that. Uh, beach so volleyball players everywhere are flinching. So, um, uh, in more bad news for the lawyer who just can't catch a break, Amber Heard's lawyer interrupted by Amber Alert during closing arguments. Yeah. Also, like, uh, if there was we ever literally a time got Trump- the tornado warning. It's incredible. It's incredible. So it says uh, her lawyer was interrupted by an apparent Amber Alert as she as he was ma- as he made closing arguments during the blockbuster defamation trial between the actress and her ex husband. Is that Rotterborn? Yeah, that's ro- uh, is it Rottenborn? Rotten it's even worse. I would have changed it to Rotterborn just to make it slightly less. Uh, that's awful sounding. Uh, was summing up his client's case Friday morning when several cell phones began sounding the alert, causing a commotion in the courtroom. I literally am picturing them all going back to their like office and just slumping over and crying because they just can't catch a break with this. Well, and then Amber Heard's gonna sue them all and be like, "It's a you bad guys woman. didn't believe in me, and therefore it's your fault." And and Elon Musk is gonna pay my legal fees. Come to on, sue Elon you guys. Musk, wake up! You can do better than this. He can, he can absolutely, he can absolutely do better than this. So, what? Uh, if do you guys have any predictions? I, I, I am not one who can. I cannot bet. I cannot place money on it. But where do people, whether in the chat or uh, where do you guys think this goes? Do you think he wins? And like you said before, what, what is, is winning, winning really? Yeah. I, it was never going to be, you know, he, he gets $50 million yeah. in damages. We already knew that. So so what do you think happens? I think he probably will get some money in damages. I some. suspect. I don't know that he'll get the full 50. I don't think she gets anything no. at all. There's no way she's getting $100 million in this countersuit team. <laughs> so you think he will get some type of, that, like they'll settle out of court before a verdict comes down? No, I think that the judge will rule that like she owes him money. Okay. I, I think so. I think this, the case has been strong enough. Uh, I didn't follow it as intensely as I followed some other bigger cases this year. But, um, you know, he was, I think, pretty able to prove that, like, there was just, like, there was real money lost from the brand deals and the movies and things. Yeah. Whereas, like, she tried to use the same argument and it was like, well, actually, you got cut from Aquaman because you're awkward on set with everyone else. They talk about um, Rottenborn came out swinging in his closing arguments with a powerful sentiment, namingly asking, namingly namely na- namingly namingly isn't a word uh namely asking the jury to think about what johnny and his team are suggesting with their premise and that if it, if you don't document abuse it didn't happen that's an interesting i argument. think they're leaning so heavily on this domestic violence like but they as far as i know like no one has there's no criminal case against john johnny depp for abuse like people are forgetting the, what they're actually arguing the, about exactly her, amber heard's team has a couple of angles it's either that she did not say anything about Johnny Depp in, in the op-ed or insinuate anything about him in the op-ed or that she did insinuate things about him in the op-ed and they were true. Well, the Those thing, are the <laughs> angles yeah, you've got. And like, we have to remember that defamation is a legal standard. So it means yeah. that you're making, uh, you're knowingly making false statements to hurt someone, either um, hurt their reputation and usually that's for yeah. financial loss. And like, I think that like it was it's almost impossible to not believe that like although they probably had a toxic and very volatile relationship Johnny Depp does not appear to have there's no solid evidence that he committed any true domestic violence against her and he did prove that he lost money as a result of this op-ed which she published 
knowing that. So like, it's just very hard for me to think that like, again, I don't, I wouldn't call it a win, but I don't, I think that like, there is likely to be some compensation in his favor. I don't think that she will, I don't think the case is, their case isn't going to get thrown out. There is going to be a ruling. Um, you know, I don't see her benefiting from any of this in any way. I think the world will lose their mind if somehow he gets nothing and she gets something. I, I think he wins either Riots, way. Maybe, I think maybe or just like it will seem very strange because there have been a lot of like domestic violence uh, advocates who have been like, we thought we sided with Amber Heard, but actually we do not because of the audio clips that we've heard, which is irrefutable evidence. I brought those up to the Amber Heard. The members of the Herd? The Herd heads. The the Herd members. <laughs> oh, by the way, people, uh, tomorrow there will be an episode of Cast Castle, uh, yes. the vlog going up in which uh, uh, my lovely co-host goes and talks with the people uh, at the courthouse, right? Yes. Um, it, I did not expect to come across Amber Heard supporters like, anyone almost i what did they say i I even brought up the clips like what do you make of the clip where she says no one is gonna believe him if he comes out as a a survivor of domestic abuse (laughs) and then my my favorite on the ground reporter it's just like complete like uh, they weasel their way out of it it's just what are their justifications for support should we just wait we should save for the video uh, guys you'll have to check out the vlog tomorrow it was a very convoluted explanation that this one person went into mental gymnastics and i respect that they're willing to like be in the minority on this and speak their minds uh freely whatever uh it's just very (laughs) far-fetched so it says and they even predicted that they think like she will win, which is insane to me. I, I don't. I, I think that even if he was to lose, he wins either way because his uh, he's yeah, got so yeah. much public support that he's going to start getting uh, in, the money he'll get making movies again will outweigh what he he'll make in this trial anyways. Yeah. Uh, with his name now, like if, if Kevin Spacey can still be making movies, then somebody can hire Johnny Depp to do like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean knockoff just to screw Disney. Or like he could. Be the face of whatever came. I think Dior was the only brand that, that he stuck was the face of him. that stuck by him. Like the herd turrets. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so it says. Uh, it said he also. Uh, it said Rottenborn uh, went on to list the other implications he believes. Uh, he believes JD is outlining, including if you do, if you did tell people it's a lie, you did document injuries. They're fake. If you tried to help your your spouse, you were actually sabotaging them. Rottenborn says that they're dangerous ideas that try to cement uh, with a verdict. Uh, they are dangerous ideas they're trying to cement with the verdict and that they have a broader negative impact on domestic violence victims. But the, uh, but the broader implications aren't the per- point of this case, mm-hmm. right? So they keep trying to make it about like what it could mean for everyone else. But that's to distract the jury. It's to like, make them feel like if you don't at least sympathize as somewhat mm-hmm. and reflect that in your ruling with Amber Heard, then you are putting other people at risk, which is like not true. All you have to do is say, did Johnny Depp lose money? Did she knowingly make false statements with the intention of hurting his reputation? And- which is, it, to me, yes, but... And this is the other one I wanted to point out. It says, it's interesting to point out, as many of you know, domestic violence doesn't have to be beatings. It certainly can take shape in other ways, including emotional, verbal, uh, that kind of, that's kind of what Rottenborn is saying here. She might not have the smoking gun documented, but what she does have on tape still supports her claims of abuse and backs up her account as a victim. They're referring to the cabinet incident where like he, he like him breaking the cabinet where we talked about the other day where the TMZ reporter and then she recorded it herself and like he's like she's on tape going like <laughs> like after also like go- that's not proof of anything no it is not it's just proof of him being bad like, with furniture 
Well, of him being upset, like displaced oh, anger. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and, and that's funny because I've seen this example in in television shows all the time, where they you, you'll see show like where like like a, a door has a punched in hole, and that's supposed to be like a a visual cue for a, a bad marriage, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like they haven't they didn't fix it, or they put a they put like a like a painting well, over it, or like a piece of if art. He threw over a it. punch at her, and she ducked. Yeah. that's that's a sign of a bad marriage. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's very different. Like, but that's not what happened here. Also, so. like. You know, little kids slam their doors when they go up to their rooms. Like, this is something that people do. I'm not saying that, like, it can't appear aggressive in some certain situations. But, like, I just think that, like, to be like, ah, yes, here is one example. While we have, like, 50 on the other side of very clear verbal and emotional uh, manipulation. Like, okay, yeah, there's all kinds of domestic. uh, Like, to be like, there's, you know, abuse can appear in a lot of ways please ignore the ways my client presented abuse. You know yep. what I mean? Like it just, it just seems like they're struggling. I really don't think I, I feel bad for this defense team because it just seems like she has never been a very helpful client. No, it, she's been kind of the opposite of helpful as far as this case goes. Uh, you guys will have to, uh, by the time our episode airs Monday, the verdict will have, I mean, I'm assuming they're, they're going to get the verdict today, right? They yes. were in closing arguments or they're It depends expected. on jury deliberation, right? So so if, if the verdict does come down today, we'll talk about it on Monday and yeah. kind of uh, then we'll close out what this case is. Well, and at least over the weekend, it should be... Well, that, well, they they don't it, make. It them, should be enough time for them to think it over, you know. Like, the, you would hope that they come to the their yeah. conclusion by by Monday or so. So we'll hopefully have that discussion on Monday and see what that happens. There were super chats though. There were some. Yes, Pablo Martinez says, "How about we talk music?" Depeche Mode's longtime founder passed away. That made me I don't so really sad. Like Depeche Mode, sorry. No, oh, uh, I have a. Uh, um, uh, very fond memories of uh, a lot of Depeche Mode. One thing's really interesting in, in the the song "Precious" from 2005. It's like one of the only songs they've ever made where they actually um, have described what it means, and they usually like Gore does not usually um, give descriptions to like what those songs mean. But uh, I have like very vivid memories of listening to that song, like when I was going through rehab. So I have like a strong connection mm, to a lot yeah. of uh, Depeche Mode, and uh, I guess. It, I don't really like it's always hard to do that uh, when people pass away right because then like you want to you want to like uh, eulogize and talk about a lot of their stuff but if not everybody there is uh, a big fan of their work or something like that that can be harder to do hmm. but I do recommend going and listening to uh, Depeche Mode when this episode is over so. Thousand Foot Deep End has an idea for a meme a may may if you will oh a may may Johnny Depp's the one guy that could have used an Amber Alert but um <laughs> was that insensitive? I don't know if that's considered insensitive. Are no. we being insensitive? Like well, the, if it is, the, deal with it. <laughs> also, somebody said, Mary, calm down, girl. No. Uh, Absolutely I don't even know what that's referencing, but no. But Mary refuses Never. to calm down. Mary refuses to calm down. All right. So we are going to go on to Podluck. And I do want to talk about this one first. And this is slightly serious, but there's some interesting questions to be, uh, or some interesting statements to be made about this. Candace Cameron Burr cries on Instagram after being silent on the Texas shootings. And the reason I want to talk about this is the notion of compelled speech for public figures when something like this happens, right? So it says the Full House alum explained that she needed time to feel this first before posting and emphasized that a lack of posting is not a representation of what someone is thinking, feeling, or doing. This has happened a lot in the last five uh, years, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you don't say or Might make I it, remind you of the black square Oh trend. my gosh, never uh, forget. <laughs> that was the worst out of all of it, right? Yeah. It, was the, it was like if you don't post this, you're... Remember, silence is violence, but also... 
Then it came back around and they were like, actually, it's offensive to pose the squares. It's like, well, you weren't supposed to use the even hashtag paying because you were supposed to leave that open for resource. Right. Like, it just didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So is this, uh, is this one of those things where you, you, uh, you, you kind of agree that uh, it's not something you should ever feel compelled to do? Because I no. never, like, I hate sharing my opinions on hot button issues because, like, whatever I think or feel, I don't expect everyone to think or feel the same way as about me, uh, as I do, but I also don't want to argue with people also, about like, it. the world doesn't always need your opinion. Like, it's funny to say that right. on this podcast where we're like, listen to us talk for an hour, however long we talk for, but, like, you know, this yeah. was a, this shooting was a real tragedy for a, you know, a relatively small town in Texas. I mean, it's, like, 16,000 people in the city, but, like, I don't need to tell other people that this is sad. It's obviously sad. And if you think otherwise, like, you're crazy. Yep. I don't think I needed Candace Cameron Bure to, like, come on and be, like... Is it Bure? So I, I'm, is it Bure? I think it's Bure. Okay. That's always how I've heard it, but I could be crazy. Right. I've seen it also with an accent on some cases. Okay. But, you know, I don't need her to... It's tell me that she is grieving because yeah. I assume like I don't care like it's not that I don't care but she's not the point right I would rather hear about what's actually happening and the people who are really affected by it than hearing like a I can't imagine like seeing statement. breaking news of a tragedy and be like oh but what does this actor have to say yeah. about yeah, it yeah, yeah. That doesn't like why is that your first question because initially like I thought you were going to be like she's from that town like are you no. from, or even from Th Texas and then this other one says uh, she also acknowledged people had criticized her for not sharing a statement on the racially motivated Buffalo supermarkets shooting on May 14th why would she though? like why <laughs> why would she what? be the authority on this this <laughs> doesn't make any sense who was criticizing her if for that if you are going to Candace Cameron Bure's Instagram where she's like a hallmarky Christian actor like and getting Thank like you. you're like you need fuming to comment. Over her. Also, could you comment on the possible Russian oil embargo? Comment on 9-11 too. Could you also like, comment on the monkey? Like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's because the uh, it's uh, first of all it's because she's the Hallmark. She was the Hallmark queen, right? In uh, the Hallmark movie, it's because she's an open conservative, conservative white Christian that people want her to be like very negative about she like, needs very to, openly. they need her comments on it because uh, uh by not saying anything that's just reaffirming what they believe they already know about her which is hilarious yeah. presumptuous and of course a sign of the times that I'm we live in use people dying as an excuse to get my dunks on you yep that's like, that's okay. the world we so live in right strange. now strange so it says uh, she's the latest celebrity to come out and discuss Texas tragedy in which 18 year Thank goodness that the celebrities are commenting. It, like that's I what was we worried need. they wouldn't. Yeah, like like I like you should there's there's something to be said about just not having like uh you can have an opinion but you don't need to share everything you believe. That's, also, that's like, fine. I mm -hmm. don't need these random celebrities to comment on this. Like I really just don't. I nothing about anything they say will change anything that's happened. Exactly. You know what I mean? Thank you. Ooh. This is a but for time some for people. people, sadly, like it does change the way they feel about what happened. Yep. If but you see someone's like, if you worship a celebrity and, and they you see disagree they, with you, yeah, you or if they, a celebrity, if, there are other are there are other problems in your life. We are yeah. getting close, by the way, to a crisis party, which we uh, I don't I don't know if we're gonna yeah. Uh, Hannah Claire deserves this. Hannah Claire does not know what that is, but we are getting very close. I don't know if that's actually gonna happen today, but uh, is, we did get to experience. Is this just one a, of these things I have to go through? You'll have to yeah. experience it someday when uh, when we actually make not the today? bar. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's gonna uh, if anyone's gonna hmm, commit and, and donate to to make that go through. Crisis <laughs> party. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hannah Claire. Well, she looks maybe scared not right though. Now. Like, don't feel obligated because I don't. 
No. She, she's like looking around for like what's what's gonna <laughs> attack looking her. For the booby if, trap. If oh, this happens, man. like a uh, like a cellar door opens and she just falls into <laughs> the building. Like yeah, uh, yeah or like, an anvil <laughs> drops on her head. It's Wiley Coyote her to the ground. It's Wiley Coyote. I have to walk through again. the studio so carefully already because of the wires and everything that I like don't trust that I would have <laughs> noticed if like something was like. MacGyvered together It could happen me. We do have like Stuff on the ceiling it's, it's a, Hannah Claire always Looks very terrified Walking into the studio That's just the way it is One so, time a long time ago Brett was like Hey will you come on Pop Culture Crisis Like it'd be fun To have your friend And I was like Yeah Brett You're my friend I want to see you succeed And now I get threatened To be put in a dunk <laughs> tank Like the, is that what? Oh yeah, there was the dunk. T- yeah, that was yeah. going on for a while. Every time I'd come on, they'd be like, "Put dunk tank." They were requesting it. I like want to participate, but maybe not like that. Now I kind of want a dunk tank just to make it like a reality. I no. mean, that's you definitely have a-, a good vlog idea. Too. That is, uh, yeah, uh, it can be a vlog of Nick filming us putting yeah. her in a dunk tank. Why? You the- have to catch me only first. Hannah Claire though. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I know. What is this? It's, it's only Hannah Claire. <laughs> for only uh, people will have to let us know in the comments if um, they actually. Anyways, to- Candice Cameron Bure. Like I get. I think her sentence of like you don't. It, this like it you not posting on something doesn't mean that you are not empathizing or learning about or feeling sad or th- reacting to in some way something that's going on but I think it's weird that we have made it like this standard and culture that if you don't put out a statement condoning something even when you are random like she's a well-known celebrity but like she is not the like she has nothing to do with this so why she would have to like publicly be like I am against children dying at school like Wow. Oh my gosh, groundbreaking. Slow clap, everyone. And if you hadn't have said it, I would have thought that you had been for it. Yeah. Like, why would you assume that? Thank Hello. you. That one landed on my mouse. We are okay. we are almost there, guys. We are getting very close. So that's I'm uh, terrified. Te- I want to know how close. Well, it might happen. You, it may happen today. Maybe I'll donate to the show. No, you're gonna do it. We're just, just gonna get through these last two will, topics uh, real slow. But if we don't get to it, no worries, because I because she's terrified. Uh, 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 it's like you, you don't have like uh, what, what is it like what they always do for light shows where you have to like if you have um. Do I need a helmet for this? Like, you might need a helmet. We might the thing have is, to you both look so like secretly. That's literally not a big deal. Like you don't need to freak out. No, Mary, you told you just said you wouldn't calm down, and now you're telling me to calm down. All right, I want to I want to talk a little bit about this article about uh, Avengers Endgame. Joe Russo, uh, Joe Russo gets honest about Marvel's disturbing treatment of Scarlett Johansson after the Black Widow fallout. Disturbing. Uh, what fallout happened after Black Widow? Okay, so this is what happened uh, from disturbing. the best from the best of my memory. So uh, they released Black Widow. Thank Thanks. you. Uh, they released Black Widow. Um, day and date. Re- day and date release for Disney Plus. So it came out both in theaters. And on Disney Plus, right? You had to pay, it was like pay VOD, like $30 to buy it. Otherwise, you had to go to a theater to see it. It did well in the first week, but then the, the, the amount it made fell off a cliff because basically people could just watch it at home mm-hmm. and they waited too long to make this movie. Uh, objectively, this should have been made well before the character had art. There it is. We got it. <laughs> and Claire looks very this. happy. Uh, and we thank oh. you. That's uh, so we're going to. Um, <laughs> You're so dazzled my, right now. Gosh. My new goal. Every time I come <laughs> on here, it gets better and better. <laughs> it is like it's it's slowly becoming a more convoluted. And thank oh you. <laughs> thank you. Maybe I shouldn't the, fight the dunk tank. Like if the, this is cool. The, there you go. The, uh, thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This table is intense. I'm going to take a quick video of it. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, were you talking about something? Yes. Uh, Black so Widow. There's, 
I don't know if we're supposed to actually like how much we're supposed to acknowledge this stuff as it happens, but uh, it's for you. It is for Look you guys. At the floor. Thank oh you. my yes. lord. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So basically, uh, she didn't end up getting like a lot of back end money for this movie because it didn't make like uh, their profit, like their mm -hmm. percentages are based on how much the movie made. Uh, and it became a whole kerfuffle. How about, much did it make? Did it make a uh, crisis party word? It, 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 ma it made maybe a little bit uh, of Two a crisis and a half party. Crisis party? Like thousands of crisis yeah. parties. <laughs> so, so he talks to me, he says, the studios are having a conservative reaction and they're trying to downplay their need for stars. They're trying to uh, to force IP to be the star. And in accordance with that, they're all they're all also then trying to underpay and diminish the need for stars on their projects. That was not, uh, that was really not an appropriate way for them to handle the situation. It was disturbing for us as artists. Scarlett is a good friend of ours and we were disheartened by how it was handled. We're glad it was resolved. She sued Disney after all of this happened uh, and they settled with her out of court. Uh, and what, uh, I mean, my main point here is just that whether... Oh, it didn't work. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Now we're fighting. I had a money fight at work. Um, so uh, this is one of the things you you do need celebrities in Hollywood. You like a lot of people say that you do not. need No, I'm saying for movies, you do need celebrities in movies. Uh, you need celebrities in Hollywood. <laughs> this is like a weird like workers' rights campaign for that. Stop saying you don't like us. You need us. Name recognition sells Hollywood movies. Hollywood would just though. be a weird valley without us. You do Sorry. still need name recognition in movies. It does go a long way in making these things work. Tom Cruise sells you Top Gun. Chris Hemsworth Tom sells... Tom Cruise. Uh, d Chris Hemsworth sells you the movie season. Uh, a lot of times right now, it's like I'm, I'm too distracted by Crisis Party to actually like formulate it's my thoughts. Over. It's, it's over. It's over. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it here. So the idea is basically like... It's not over until Brett says it's over. He <laughs> what, is the Tom Cruise of pop culture crisis, and he will say... I am. I, we're about the same height, so that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you do... Like, they want to make it Are so really that... Are you really the same height as Tom Cruise? I'm yes. sorry. I'm, like, trying here, guys. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you, you do need these celebrities to sell these movies. Don't make need that them. face at me. Okay, you so... Need the celebrities. I give up. I give up. Are we being <laughs> too childish now? No, Mary, we need the celebrities. <laughs> you need <laughs> wheels on the truck to I, go round and round. I give up. I, I quit. I quit. <laughs> a movie without I'm celebrities done. I am is done. just a home video. There is far too much stuff being made today that there aren't enough actors with name recognition to sell the properties, we is what I'm saying. We do need more famous actors. You do need more people with name recognition okay. and value to sell these properties if they intend to make money off How of it. How many people with name recognition do you think we need per project? Uh, at least two. At least two. At least Probably two. four, to be fair. We need celebrities in Hollywood. I don't appreciate the snark and the sarcasm. <laughs> Are you saying we don't? What? We well, don't I'm them? just saying they're underappreciated. Everyone says, oh, celebrities always trying to offer their opinion. Well, you need them. You need <laughs> Well, you need them for their job. You're like dying right now. <laughs> I give up. I give up. We are done. I'm cutting this all I short. A, I have a new game where I'm going to play to uh, be not serious enough until Brett is like, we're done. I give it up. We're doing one more topic today. It says oh, Batman does. flees. He in. says he gives up, but he doesn't. Ladies Batman, and gentlemen, Brett Dasovic. Batman <laughs> flees Antifa, uh, Antifa style ride. Riots in new comic. These places all have insurance. Not my job to protect their profit margins. This is uh, such a crazy sentiment. I have a I have a rule. Usually, I don't like to like comment.
comment on comics that I haven't actually read, and I have not read this one, but it's too good to pass up to finish up the show today. So basically, Batman like lets a bunch of people burn down stores uh, because they have insurance, which, of course, if you know how insurance works during riots, you know that you're not actually going to get uh, that money back for, for stuff like that. Most of the people during the summer of 2020... And I just want to point out, no rioters looked at a building and were like, they have insurance, it's cool. Like, they don't care. They're no. not even thinking about that at all. Yeah. In so, fact, they hope you don't have insurance because I want you to suffer. I think they even, like, killed business owners. Uh, well, definitely kicked some I in the head in Dallas. David Dorn. David Dorn passed away uh, defending a, a pawn shop that his friend owned, right? So it says, Batman rationalized that he shouldn't put a stop to the rioters because there are more than likely bigger fish to catch in Gotham, despite having no knowledge of where these big fish might be, given the power and communication blackouts at the time. Uh, the writer, uh, so he writes, Batman's interior monologue says, Riots, which endanger hundreds, if not thousands of people's of lives, yeah. are not important to Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. So it's, and I read that super chat. When you read that one later, you're going to have to say it with an apologetic voice. Okay. Uh, so it says, having seen a night like this in the wild, uh, last time it was this bad was the, da was the damn fear gas in the water supply. Only so much I can do. Need to prioritize. Hunt the big fish. Protect the little fish. What about the people working at the stores? The little fish who are suffering because of the yeah. riots. Can't, I, I can't. That's... That's not, that he is like the U.S. government. Here he says, we, we, can't, we can't interfere with that kind of stuff. These places all have insurance. Not my job to protect their profit margins. In my father's day, the American dream used to mean something. An honest wage for honest work. Food on the table. Liberty and justice for all. Now it's an illusion. A carrot on a stick. Attainable by a few. Dangled just out of reach for everyone else. What a weird bait and switch here, way team. Too hard you to guys have insurance and therefore people who make money are bad so we should riot and destroy their buildings this is like what does anyone anyone take this seriously i lived in a, in a part of town where riots happened and you didn't get those stores back okay like that once that uh, that those stores close a lot of times they they see the area as too much of a financial risk so you lose the ability if you're somebody who doesn't drive you lose the ability to get groceries close to your house if you work there you're out of a job that doesn't matter to batman he no to it does not big fish. Like, this is this is why nobody wants movies uh, adapted for modern comics because modern comics are trash uh, a bigger TV, a faster car, shiny objects to keep the masses distracted. That's the fault of the idiot buying the bigger TV and the shiny in the shiny car. That's not the fault. Also, of like the if you can buy product. a big TV, that doesn't mean you deserve to have your business destroyed because of a riot yeah. that Batman could apparently deal with and chooses not to. Uh, keep the world distracted. Uh, keep the masses distracted while the world burns. You want to blame them for grabbing the carrot when the lights go out? Go ahead, but don't look at me to stop them. That's not why. So I he's do this. cool with looting. Yeah, he's cool. With, he's, he's he's cool with looting. This is garbage. Um, why are we reading this? Uh, also, there, there's something to be said that the 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 person who actually killed Bruce Wayne's family was a was a person who was down on his luck, so he should actually worry about uh, people like that. But hey, what no, do this, you have to inject him with the values of our day? This that's, Batman is probably like, well, he probably had a hard hard day. I forgive him for that. <laughs> so that was uh, that's there's a really, longer story. Really, my parents shouldn't have been wealthy because then they wouldn't have been targeted. This Evil is their fault. Thing. Actually, there was an interesting comment at the bottom where somebody talks about how, like, the the idea, the concept of the American dream has been like changed as to what it was actually supposed to mean. It was never codified by the government mm -hmm. or anything like that. But yes, let's uh, uh, because I've lost control of this podcast today. Let's finish up with the I super chat. I am chats, a one-person riot distracting Brett from his job. Ma yeah, uh, yes. Maybe uh, that's my call name. Maybe I'm riot. One-person riot. We'll just call you riot. Just riot. Yeah, riot. That's a good one. All right, super chats. 
Um, before we get into super chats, Waffle Sensei said, "You said you wanted Amber Heard to beat you up because it's hot, girl. Calm down." Do you really think that was me saying that? And I wasn't quoting I like Dominic Fike. You're you're trying to troll me, and it's not working. Yeah, I feel like Waffle Sensei's Anyways. not listening today. <laughs> Newt says, "Thanks for helping me zone out at work for the last few hours of every day. You're welcome." Oh my gosh, so cool. We have work listeners. Yes, yeah. yes. Do, listen to listen to us. Do your job. <laughs> Caper two X says, "Release that. Release the Mary. <laughs> Let God sort them out." I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I don't uh, know what that means. <laughs> doesn't sound unreasonable though, you know. Yeah, thousand foot deep end says. I'd actually seen the Amber Alert meme a few weeks ago, but on a more important note, we need another PCC party. Come on, crisis actors. Well, thank you. You accomplished that. Thank you, crisis actors, that uh, you helped us <laughs> accomplish that. And then it threw the show off the rails, and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> if you guys do it earlier, it'll be a more chaotic show next time. <laughs> it's just, I'm on. It will just be me being even more, even having even more trouble reading and umming and eyeing even more than it I already It breaks do. my attention, and I just can't get through the remaining hour of our show. That's what will happen. <laughs> Uh, Newt contributed $10 for the party. Thank you. Thank you, That's Newt. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I actually had never seen it before, so I was psyched nice. to see it live. Yeah. I want the, I want, because it links like red and blue, I want somebody to remix Bad Boys and put that oh. in the background. <laughs> yeah. Nathan Koss says, Dunk Tank filled with noodles and company noodles. <laughs> the, it, it's getting better and better. I, I'm, okay, maybe, maybe we're starting to talk. We're bringing some ideas to the negotiating table, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Caper 2X says bombs away. I think that might have been what that was, sent I think, it over. Yep, sent us over the, over the effort. Thank you guys so much for all that. And there's one more <laughs> there, Mary. Read that one, please. Waffle Sensei says, here's some beer money for Brett <laughs> so he can cope with the overwhelming girl power in this room. I got you, bro. Joke's on you because Brett doesn't We're drink. not Thank sorry. Uh, that, say that again. You're, uh, we are course, not sorry. Not even fair. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I am uh, I am sober, but I can, um, I'll go get like food or something. Or like a, get a nice, some, like, some Tylenol, yeah. cure, cure your headache. Get some ice cream to drown your sorrow. Some earplugs. <laughs> some blinders so the next time we're doing this show, you don't have to look at either one of us. That's uh, <laughs> it's just like, in, and I'll, I'll just muzzle Hannah Claire next time and, and that would be a weird show. You invite me on, and then I'm not allowed you to talk. You need to get like the the little like thing they put around a yeah. the shepherd has like the thing he puts around the sheep. Yeah, the the what is oh, that? oh I don't know. I was thinking like uh, what you is know? it? No, what is the you uh, like you hook the the person the on stage with it? You want you want him to have a shepherd's just, crook so he can pull just yank you off. Might I off remind the frame. you? You guys invited me to be here. I was just say that that, that no, that would be I love rude. it. He's uh, the one with the problem. No, I love it. I'm having the time of my <laughs> life in a completely exasperated and out of it sort of way. I'm having the time of my life today. Thank you so much. No, it's been great. Uh, actually, uh, that seems like a good place to wrap things this up. Plus pouring Brett's popcorn like, on you. Oh my gosh! When we were in the movie, I'll tell you guys this story. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. As a as a as a benefit, you get to hear an anecdote from yes. me. So we went to the movies last night, and we were sitting, Brett, Mary, me, and I was having a really hard time getting through the various Tom Tom Cruise trailers. And Brett <laughs> had like I had a bag of popcorn, and I had passed it to Mary to pass to Brett, and she is watching the screen and dumps it all I over Okay, Brett. I didn't dump it. I was merely gesturing. I can't even tell what happened. It's he like you stuttered. It. It was yeah, like, I stuttered with my body. You, I had, was a, like, you had a physical Do you want to try some? And, but with like my gesture, I was like, it was like, <laughs> it was a little too excited. Like, and Brett looks. Mary is laughing hysterically, and it's like the best like description of these two I could ever give you. Mary is laughing hysterically, and Brett 
looks at her, super stoic, popcorn all over the cardigan, picks one off, eats it, and shakes his head. Like, what do I put up with to go to, go to the movies? I'm, well, there's also, like, this group of, like, old people behind us who stole our seats for some reason in, like, an empty theater. Because uh, they were th- they saw the original Top Gun when it came out in the theater. They, they get that. to pick where they're sitting. Fine. but the, And then, like, Mary's laughing uh, maniacally uh, at my misfortune. Um, by the way, I'm sending you my dry cleaning bill. Uh, you're going to be covering that. Uh, I don't actually drive. That is so fancy. Uh, but the um, fanciest uh, Ma- Mary is laughing maniacally now. I'm thinking about these poor people behind us. And apologizing. Like, okay, yes. I wasn't just like, I love seeing you suffer, Brett. She was kind of like that. Uh, there might <laughs> have been an funny. apology in there somewhere, but I might have missed it. <laughs> wow, it's hard to hear after, over all the laughing the rest of us were doing. Oh uh, God, Hannah Claire, just tell everybody where they can find you on social media. We're never going to get out of here. Are you telling me to get out of here? Uh, I'm Hannah Claire. You can find me at uh, in, oh, I'm messing it up today. See how off I am. It's Normally, I can do this like a rhythm. It's a okay. casual Friday. Ready? You can find me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb. You can find me on Twitter at hcbrimlow, and you can find me, of course, on timcast.com. Click on the read tab. I'm actually not kicking you out. I'm trying to be respectful of your time. Yeah, I do have to go to my other job yes. now. Yes. All right, okay. uh, Mary. Tell everyone where they can find you when you're not spilling popcorn on people. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram and WeChat at Closer Kitty. Uh, and whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them on there. Perfect. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasvik. I post skating on there and I post my takes on movies and everything uh, in the story. It's a lot more positive than I am on here, I assure you. Uh, for the show, remember, Monday through Friday, right here, 3 p.m. on YouTube. We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify. If you'd prefer to listen to us, I don't know why you wouldn't want to watch uh, Hannah Claire react to ridiculous crisis parties yes. uh, as they happen, but you can listen to us there if you so desire. And there'll be more and more stuff, right? Yes. Uh, Everything. Th- We'll just keep getting added. We are also on social media. We are on Twitter at pop culture underscore show Instagram at pop culture crisis pod and on Facebook and TikTok. You will make Dane very happy if you follow us there. That's at pop culture crisis. We will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then guys. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.